Hello everyone, welcome back to Embracing Your Virtue. For those of you joining for the first time, I'm your host, Samantha Jasmine. Today I wanna talk to you about the subject of anger. Um, I don't know about you guys, but anger is becoming a much more common emotion for me in this particular season. If I'm honest, I think it's always been a semi-regular emotion in my life. And it's something that I've been working um, harder at and just being more proactive at trying to tackle and address, especially in this season. Between COVID-19 and all of the ramifications that are coming with that, being home all the time with your family, cooped up in close quarters, worried about your finances, you know, uh, trying to figure out how to homeschool or remote learn for the first time. It's stressful. It's a lot. Not to mention the fact that we have all of these horrendous and just tragic examples of the systemic racism that still plagues our country today. When I saw the video of George Floyd, it, it broke me, right? And this is not something that's new. It's not something that's new to me personally or to my family. But I think mixed into COVID and just having to deal with that, it was like, man, it was too much. And I know it was like that for a lot of us. And I was carrying around that grief, that frustration, that pain, that anger, and it was getting to me. And I was starting to lash out at those in my house. You know, I was just walking around just like, you know, it was being reflected in my social media commenting, you know, especially if you didn't get it or understand, you know, I was not responding in a way that was like, helpful, like speaking truth in love. No, I was like, you know, so, um, you know, and that wasn't right. That's not what, what, this is not the godly response to things, even though the situation warrants such a, a heightened emotion, not to mention being in the house all day with my kids and just like not having that break with you know, for them in school, <laughs> um, you know, my husband was home full time and I love him, but you know, I'm just like, man, you just gonna leave that there again. Like pick up your stuff. Come on. You know, like that, you know, all those things started to build up and I was just like snapping and lashing out and that's not cool. So, you know, I had to come up with a plan to, um, to tackle this because you know, it was getting, it was getting, it was out of control. It wasn't getting, it was out of, I was out of control. So it's, you know, it's hard, y'all. <laughs> it's a hard time, you know, and I found myself just dealing with this little anger monkey up here. And maybe you can relate to that. And that's why I wanted to create this video. Let's talk a little bit about anger. So one of the things that I've learned, which is a common um, thing from a lot of psychologists, um, is that anger is a secondary emotion, meaning anger is usually triggered by another feeling first. And I thought about that and I was like, wow, that's so true. Usually when I'm feeling angry, it's usually not just like, oh, happy, angry, but it's caused by something else, feelings of powerlessness 
hopelessness, feeling out of control, being worried or anxious, um, feeling frustrated, feeling disappointed, feeling entitled to something, you know, seeing uh, it's, it's feeling uh, disregarded or like my voice is not being heard or it's a response to injustice, right? This feeling of that's not right, right? That desire for uh, for righteousness that I think God has built in us um, and that he designed himself, you know? So like those are usually the things that are fueling uh, the anger. It's all of these other emotions, right? Especially when things are out of our control, when things are not easily fixed. And so I wanted to share that with you guys, because if you find yourself feeling angry, I would hope that you would just take a minute and stop and think, what's this really about? Because oftentimes we can deal with our anger if we deal with those primary emotions first. If we get to the root of it before we get to angry, it'll save us a lot of time and trouble. Because a lot of times for me, by the time I'm angry, it's so much harder to like come back down. It's so much harder to gain control. It's so much harder to figure things out. And it's not impossible because God gives us the Holy Spirit. And one of the fruits of the Spirit, if we are abiding in Christ, is self-control. So there's no excuse for any behavioral choices that come as a result of anger. But if I'm honest, it's just that much harder to like move away from those things. So I think we should all just take that time to really think about what's behind the anger that we're experiencing. And so let's talk about some things I did. So I'm going to break these down into different categories. We're going to start with physically, right? So I came up with a physical plan. Step one is to go to sleep. For me, I set a goal of 11 p.m. Um, yes, I was actually up past 11, um, especially with my kids rising at 6 a.m. I'm one of those people. I need a good eight, nine hours. That's just me. I, I can't live off of six. I'm just not built for it. I need a lot of sleep. And I know that about myself. But I was still staying up really late. Sometimes it was like I mean, a lot of times I was trying to be productive and do all these things. But the next day I was just the tireder I am, the crabbier I am. Right. And if we're honest, we know that when we are tired, we are not at our best. We are irritable. Our patience is short. So I had to set a goal of being in bed at, for me, what is a reasonable hour. Um, so think about what's a reasonable hour for you. Secondly, I needed to watch what I'm, what I was eating. I mean, listen, there's a million and one reasons why I need to watch what I'm eating, right? But for the purposes of this, you know, I made a plan to um, reduce my carbohydrates uh, and sugar intake, right? Um, because there are a lot of health studies that show that sugar and carbohydrates, which eventually turn into sugar, that they affect your mood. They can cause depression, anxiety, irritability, especially when you come off that sugar low. And I am definitely a sugar junkie. Um, So I had to come up with some realistic steps and just kind of slowly begin to phase um, carbs and sugars. Uh, I don't want to say, well, I'm still on a journey to phasing it out, right? I didn't want to go cold turkey because I didn't think I, I tried it before and I never survived it. So I just started thinking about like, 
can I look at my meals and just do at least one or two low carb meals a day, right? Like a meal where I'm just eating whole foods, um, just veggies and meat, um, or sometimes just veggies and like a whole grain, um, or just things like that. And so that I can just reduce that carb intake and just reduce the likelihood of me becoming cranky. Um, I also had to increase my water. I do not drink enough water and I love water, but honestly, I'm just running around like a chicken with its head cut off sometimes that I like forget to drink. Um, and so I really had to be intentional about that because dehydration, especially in women, can also lead to anxiety and irritability and depression. So really it's about like recognizing what things that you're doing to your body that are causing you to um, to be irritable, to be stressed, to be um, cranky, to lose your patience. Um, so those are some things that I had to tackle. So next I want to talk about um, my emotional plan. Um, so one, I go, I see a mental health counselor once a week and she's awesome. And so I've been doing that all along, but I continue to do that. Thankfully in COVID, our insurance now allows for teletherapy, which means that I can just be on like a Zoom type call with her and still just pay my regular copay. That's one. Two, I've recognized through the process of therapy that I am a highly sensitive person. And there is a whole like study and, and books about highly sensitive people. Like it is just a natural genetic personality trait. And I hope to share more about that in another video. But knowing that about myself, I began to really just pick up books on highly sensitive people and to read them because I need to understand myself. Like I'm one of those people, man, I can't even, I can't even watch The Lion King again, y'all. Like I just can't. I'm just like oh, orphan children, orphan animals. Like I just can't, you know? Um, and so I know that tragedy, bad news affects me deeply and it takes me a really long time to get over it. So it doesn't mean that I bury my head in my sand, in the sand, but it does mean that I am more strategic about when I engage with bad news. So for me, that means that before I start scrolling through Facebook, before I watch the news, I need to prepare myself. I'm not going to do that when I am already tired, when I'm already cranky, um, when I know that I'm going to have to, I'm not going to do that first thing in the morning where the next thing I have to do is engage my family because I'm going to carry all of those feelings into the next thing. I need time to process it. I need time to pray. I need time to deal with it. So you have to be strategic if you're like me in when you decide to engage with that kind of stuff. An example of this, right? Um, I have a group of friends that are diverse, you know, some white, some Latino, some various Asian um, um, ethnicities, and we get together. And I was so grateful that one of my white friends in the midst of, you know, Black Lives Matter and in the midst of um, the, the movements that are happening now that she really wanted to engage. She wanted to learn. Um, she wanted to have conversations. And it's so wonderful that she's not just idly sitting by and saying, well, this is not my problem, right? But we used to get together, get together, you know, after eight o'clock and after eight o'clock, like I'm just, I'm mentally and emotionally done, right? My body's just on the decline. It's not the time for me to have heavy conversations. 
but we're like on a Zoom and like she's bringing it up and I just know I can't go there, at least not without preparation. Like if I'm going to do that, I need to spend time thinking about what I want to engage in, spend time in some quiet time and just thinking about that. So, you know, I let them kind of talk about it or whatever and I listen, but I didn't engage because I'm the type of person, you want to talk about racial injustice? Like we will start at 1600 and go to yesterday and I will be like, let's talk about it, you know, but I carry all those emotions with me. So I had a conversation with her where I, you know, I was just explaining to her. I'm like, listen, if I'm quiet, it's not because I'm not engaged or like I'm upset, but I just have to, I have to take care of me. I don't have the privilege of being able to engage in racial conversations without my own personal trauma. And knowing that there is trauma and triggers for me, I'm choosing to be like, you know what? I'm, I'm establishing boundaries for when and how I want to talk about this because it's just not healthy because I'll get all riled up, right? And be like, oh man, you know, 400 years worth of oppression sitting on my shoulders now, you know? And the next thing I'm going to do is get off that call in which we've talked about it and I'm going to see some socks that my husband might have accidentally left on the floor and 400 years of oppression is going to be taken, brought into a conversation about some socks, y'all. Right? That's not okay. And yes, I, you know, if I'm conscious of it, if I'm aware of it, then I can give myself the space. And it, it and it, even if a situation where I did talk about it and my husband, you know, or my kids or whatever, like if I did have to engage with them right away, because we don't always have the luxury of long periods of time. But if I am aware, if I'm being intentional and aware about what's happening to me, then I can manage myself accordingly. I could say, you know what? I'm dealing with this right now. So forgive me if, if, if I'm coming off a little short or if I just need a little extra time or if I have to just limit my interactions right now. Right. So you have to set up emotional boundaries for yourself, just depending on your level of tolerance and just sensitivity. And that's something that if you're not really aware of, you should take time to explore, or at least that's my recommendation for you. Lastly, I want to talk about the spiritual, right? And I think this is the most important because as much as like the books and the resources and and my uh, counselor who I love dearly, like as much as all these things are just good and helpful and exercise and all that jazz, um, Did I mention exercise? I don't know if I mentioned exercise, but that was also part of my physical plan. Um, It's a known fact that exercise um, produces endorphins. Endorphins will improve your mood. Um, And it also just keeps your body active and healthy and just fights against that fatigue, which which often leads to irritability. But anyway, as I was saying, there's no substitute for the Holy Spirit, right? So the spiritual component to uh, my anger management is by far the priority for me. So some of the things I did, right? Um, one, I looked up, um, all the scriptures that I can find on anger. I think it came to about maybe about 30 or so scriptures that I found on anger. I put them on a word document and I just said every day I'm going to read a scripture before my feet leave the bed. Right? So I put it on a Google drive that I can easily access on my phone. Soon as I wake up, right? Before my feet hit the floor, I'm going to read one of these verses and I'm going to pray. And that's what I did, right? I think 
starting with some form of morning devotional is so critical. And I know it's hard. It's hard, especially for parents, right? My kids usually get up before me. They do. So sometimes it just feels like I just get up and I'm just like going, right? But and I'm not one of those people. Listen, I'm not one of those 5 a.m. prayer people. I just, you know, the Lord is not, he didn't, we're working on it. But I'm not there yet. So even if I'm getting up at 6, 6.30, 7, whatever, and I can only dedicate a few minutes, that's what I do, right? So I just, <clears throat> and the scripture verses are usually one or two verses. A lot of them are from Proverbs. But I read that verse and I pray and I ask God, whatever that verse says, to make it be so in my life, right? Help me to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God requires, right? That's from the book of James. Um, you know, I, I take the time to pray and ask God to, to do that because I believe that if we are abiding in Christ and abiding in his word, right? If we are grafted into the vine and Jesus is the vine, that it will produce the fruit, that fruit of the spirit, right? Um, and also within those anger verses, a lot of that has to do with self-control, which is a fruit of the spirit. And that's something that I pray for myself as well. Um, so that's the first thing. Um, second thing is um, accountability, right? Finding a person um, in faith that you can trust, um, someone that will pray for you and also keep it real in love is a huge deal. If you know that you struggle with anger, finding someone who you can go to and be like, listen, this week has been hard. I'm struggling with this. Or can you just pray for me on the regular about this? Someone that you can confess your sins to and find healing through prayer is a huge deal, right? Um, and lastly, I want to go back to prayer. I mean, I talked about the scripture references and how I pray that, but also just considerable time in prayer because we need healing, right? Like there's so much going on. We got the election season coming up. Like there's so much like baggage that life is creating for us, right? There's so much just trauma and hurt that we just experience in our life. Things that from our past, you know, we need healing. And I think spending that time in prayer, consider fasting as well, is a huge deal. Because I, you know, I want to, I'm like, listen, I like to talk about conversations about race and justice, but honestly, there's a lot of trauma from personal experiences that gets mixed up in there. And I want God's healing. And sometimes I don't want God's healing, which is weird because there's a part of me that feels like if I am, if I'm like, okay, emotionally, right. And spiritually, then like, I can't really deal with the issue. Right. And it's not true. Right. I can, I can have peace in my mind and heart and still call out something that is morally and biblically wrong. Right. And I can still pursue whatever justice means for me or whatever God is calling me to do towards uh, anything, right? Even not just in race, but anything. I can do that with the peace of God in my heart. I don't have to do it out of this place of strain and anger, right? And that's not to judge anyone because it is real, y'all. It's real, you know? And But we can pray. We can. I'm going to link an article below from a good friend of mine. He has this great article about praying your rage um, that I encourage you guys to watch. Even in our deepest anguish and 
anger and rage, we can still go to God with that and trust that God is going to be there to help us. So, um, those are, that's my plan. Um, you know, I would say, listen, do whatever you have to do to deal with this, right? Print out scriptures, tape them on your wall. Listen, if you're like me, it doesn't have to be pretty. I would, I like pretty walls and, and decorative things, but I'm also cheap. So I'm gonna use my black and white ink on my very inexpensive Canon printer, right? And I'm going to print out some papers and tape them up. If you could see, I have one up here, um, this is from Philippians 4, and it talks about do not um, be anxious for nothing, but everything by prayer and the peace of God will um, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. That's something that I have in my room. Um, so it's something that we can wake up to, um, something we can go to bed by that just gives us um, a measure of peace. But do what you got to do, guys, you know, to keep yourself reminded and grounded. Establish those boundaries for yourself. You know, take a break from social media. You know, or even if, you know, I know people want to stay connected. They want to be informed about what's going on. Choose the one news source that you think you can trust because right now, eh. but whatever news source that you typically read. And you know what? After you in a time where you know that you can process the information and deal with it, take your few minutes, go directly to that source, read the news, and then go about your day, right? But when we spend all day, not only listening to the news sources but the opinion pieces and then 600 comments about the opinion piece it will drive you nuts treat yourself well invest in your physical health invest in your emotional health right do something fun have something that you can look forward to every week just to bring you some joy okay but most importantly spend that time with god right give him the uh bring to him all your burdens lay them down at his feet right Scripture says, come unto me, all, all who are burdened, and I will give you rest, right? It says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light, right? You can bring those concerns to God and God will help you through them. And God is faithful and just. The, the good work that God has started in us, he will see it to completion. So if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling like, you know, I, I can't seem to deal with my feelings or my emotions, trust that God has it. Continue to go to him and don't give up. And finally, I want to read one scripture to you guys um, from the book of Galatians. Um, it says, so let's not grow tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So let's not grow tired of doing what's good, guys. I know it's hard at times. I know it's so it's so tempting to want to just respond to just all of the evil and foolishness and that's going on around us. But let's not grow weary of doing what is good because at the right time, we will reap that harvest. All right. Love you guys. Look, uh, Stay tuned for future episodes. Check out below on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube. There will be some links to some helpful resources, articles, and books that I think might help you in um, dealing with anger. Um, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Click like if you thought this was helpful and tune in for future episodes, guys. All right. Take care. God bless.